Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, guys, strap it in. It'll be a fun episode. I'm bringing on my buddy Scott Carson, and we're going to talk about his journey through the real estate markets in life. And and it's a really kind of fun skip around journey of the things he did to get where he's at. So enjoy this one. And as always, this show is brought to you by Point Blank Safety Services. And these guys have changed the game and are helping our police officers and their families with their nonprofit Blue Family Fund, but they're also making sure not only are we getting home safe, but they're protecting our construction workers as they build the never-ending freeways here in Texas and keep everything go. So if you need to protect your, your, your freeway assets, your company assets, your buildings, your lots, whatever, reach out to Point Blank Safety Services and tell them Donnie sent you. Um, Stacy and them will take great care of you. So pointblanksafety.com. Then... Let me tell you, Icy Tech Coolers, man, I'm constantly impressed with these guys and what they're doing with their coolers every day. I mean, we put our cooler that we got through its paces. We beat it up, we bang it around, and it still does everything we need to do to keep our drinks cool, ice long as, as, as all get out, and it's not that thing that's 100 million pounds to carry around. So go check out Icy Tech Coolers. You'll be glad you did. It's icy-tech dot com and if you use the keyword or the password or my affiliate code however you want to call it uh success you'll get 25 dollars off your next purchase so ic-tech.com and you'll get 25 dollars off your purchase purchase i can't talk today now let's get it on with scott your success and greatness is ready to take flight right now the fruits of your labor are just turning right right now that's why you planted all those seeds so you can take a bite right now the unbelievable it's now believable you're reaching new heights right now the crowd is no place for Scott Carson. I've already told him, you know, I was on his podcast and that dude comes with all these bells and gizmos and gadgets and whiz bags. See, there he goes. I have none of that shit on my show. So, <laughs> so this should be interesting to see how many times he can hit a different little sound noise as we go through this. But this is Donnie Bovine. I'm just I can't talk. This is success champions. I'm Donnie Bovine. Scott Carson, welcome to the show, brother. Tell us who the hell you are. <laughs> nice it does a at the end. <laughs> hey uh donnie glad and honored to be here brother thanks for having me uh you got you're doing an amazing job not only with this podcast but your group and everything else out there but uh kind of the short and sweet of who uh scott carson is should i, should I talk about scott carson in third person you know scott carson uh, is the new guy he is uh what are you dwayne johnson the rock i mean and you smell what the new guy is <laughs> You know, um, can you smell what the Scott is cooking? But now I have uh, been an active real estate investor for over a decade now and uh, have a podcast called The Note Closure Show. It's a kind of a very niche podcast that where we focus on the arena of distressed debt investing is one thing that I do. And then, I'm, like I said, I'm an avid podcaster, got a couple shows, uh, love working with entrepreneurs, love working with business owners, and we have helped 
uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we helped a lot of real estate investors make money in distressed notes and uh, help them find financial freedom. You know, entrepreneurs that get away from the J-O-B that they hate. And I was honored to have your hero, Donnie Bovin, guys, as a guest on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. The best so. show he's ever done, hands it was, down. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. So, so let's start here. you got a pretty cool journey. But I've, I've never asked you, why the hell did you get into podcasting? Of all things, why does a guy who invests in real estate and does all this crazy start a flipping podcast? Um, I think I know why, but I've never heard it. So it's a, it's a kind of a funny story. So I've been doing videos and training and webinars for my students for years. I mean, I, I look back and I think I signed up for go to webinar, uh, in 2009, April 11th, 2009 is when I first started doing like webinars as, as a way to communicate with my tribe. And then, uh, I heard Kevin Harrington from shark tank an event back in October of 2016, talk about videos always going to be the big way where there's the wave. And so I immediately, on November 1st, when Facebook Live came out, I started doing Facebook Live videos, like a day in the life, you know, like a fly in the wall. What's going on at We Close Notes? What's going on with Scott Carson as a way to communicate with my social media following? <clears throat> and I was doing that. It was fine. It was easy to do. One take wonder. Just take it and be done. And I had a buddy of mine uh, come to me. He's like, hey, you know, you should really think about turning your stuff into a podcast. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't need the big sound mixer board. I want to do all the editing. <laughs> I don't have time for that. He's like, no, you can use Zoom like we're using now. Yep. Just send me the stuff. We'll do all the production value for it and uh, make you look good. I'm like, really? I don't do anything besides what I'm already doing? And he's like, yeah. I was like, done. Let's do it. So August uh, 20th of 2017 was the first episode, true podcast episode of the Note Culture Show. Uh, we're at now episode like 520, um, over a half million downloads. We've also been syndicated across 17 AM FM radio stations across the country where we get a couple million hits to the radio station's website each month. So it's the reason that that's the kind of the how we got into it. The reason for it is I believe that no matter what area you're in, yes, you're in sales. Yes, you're in uh, notes or real estate. We are all in the media business these days. We're all, you know, all competing for eyeballs and earballs. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, Can you describe what an earball is? <laughs> well, it's just basically people that listen versus watch. Okay, so, all right, gotcha, gotcha. All right. And, and so I just believe we're all in the media aspect of things. So I've embraced that, and that's why we do a lot of episodes. That's why we, uh, you know, you know, bring the video aspect into things because it gives people an opportunity to get to kind of know me, build rapport with me, and kind of learn what we do. And I think there's no better really avenue for free speech today than podcast yeah, no kidding that's for sure you know you got to be half crazy to get into home investing and that world starting off is, is that play any sort of role into starting a podcast this kind of i don't give a shit attitude i'm just going to do whatever's next um uh, kind of i've always had that you know when i got started i used to work for somebody as a, a sales guy for him it's kind of similar yeah, yeah where i was working with his coaching with his students as being a coach and, and over a decade ago when the market went south i jumped from being a mortgage banker and, and doing some real estate to go on my own <clears throat> it was funny as i had people in the field today that just said oh scott carson can't make it he's just <laughs> a back of the house sales guy he doesn't know what the hell he's doing <clears throat> and it's, it's okay I, you tell me i can't do it that's fine and 10 years ago, it was tough. I mean, I had a couple of deals that were going south that I wrote big checks at closing versus getting checks. It's opposite. And I believed in what I was doing and, and there wasn't really many people teaching what I do so that I sold everything I owned, everything I owned except the dog and my truck. 
And we jumped in my truck and uh, thought we'd drive around the country for 30 weeks going to baseball clubs and just kind of talking. And that turned into over three and a half years of nonstop travel, teaching what I do and proving people wrong that I couldn't do what I did. I love that. Well, my wife's going to be glad to know you didn't sell a dog. Um, no, Princess was with me. Uh, she passed a year ago. 17-year-old golden lab that I had from the time. Wow, that's an old lab. Jeez. Holy hell. So, so literally, you went around cross-country with your own mascot, um, supposed to be doing, you know, a small tour, and you end up doing the Gilligan's Island, you know, three-hour trip. Yeah, I, I really believe it was divine intervention. It's It's funny to say that, but... I was sitting there one night here in Austin and I, having just a shit show of a time. You know, I, had, I was divorced for about a year. I had stopped working with a business partner that went ended ugly. I had a couple of rehabs. The market was just an uproar. And I was watching, you know, ba preseason baseball or summer league baseball. And uh, <clears throat> I popped that commercial about, you know, hey, hot dog, $8, beer, 10, going to all the ballparks with your son, priceless. Right. And so that would be really cool what it looked like. So I, you know, I'm a big into visualization. So I literally pulled up, got on ESPN and actually marked down the schedule. What would it like, look like to go to like opening day in Arlington and then going to Houston and then going to Atlanta and hitting this 30 ballparks. And it was like roughly about 30 weeks to hit them all. And I'd been marketing with videos and blogs and stuff like that. And in a matter of the next couple of weeks, I had five uh, investment clubs reach out to me individually and ask me if I wanted to come speak at their club. And I was like, okay, what date do you have? And they pulled when they pulled up the date, I pulled up the calendar. It, well, it still gives me chills to this day. My hair just went in the back of my neck. <laughs> it was exactly when I would have been in that town to watch a baseball game. How and, crazy is that? Uh, oh, it's totally crazy. So that's what we did. And, you know, we started doing kind of, the, you know, I still do videos on the road and traveling. And I met, I really had like, it was like a grassroots effort to run for office, I guess you could say, because I was meeting people and making <laughs> relationships and speaking and, I kind of I couch surf and I you know I ended up spending like three and a half four months in Florida because I was buying stuff and the North Carolina. So I I, I tell everybody you know podcasting saved my my business but baseball saved yours. Baseball did. For the <laughs> part. It was also I think we get so bogged down. I mean, there's so many people that are going through financial hiccups. Right. One thing I learned from that is I wasn't uh, wasn't afraid to fail. I mean. No, uh, there was one time I was in a hotel and the hotel mistakenly charged me for 15 grand instead of uh, 150 Oops. bucks and wiped out my account for 48 hours until they got the money back into it. And I was like, oh, I have no money. I am <laughs> in Miami with no money. I'm error. And it was kind of, you know, honey hole tightened up there. Right, right. You know, and but I believed in myself and it, it led to a lot of. Uh, amazing things. I, I I don't take no for an answer. No just means not now. And where does that gumption come from? Because not everybody has that. I mean, <clears throat> you know, um, I, I, I'm going to give it to my mom and my dad. My mom and dad were entrepreneurs. Dad right. bounced around with entrepreneurship and then uh, opened up the local hardware store down in South Texas in a place called Ingleside. Um, down across the, it's across the bay from Corpus Christi. Okay. Yeah, 3,500 people. Nobody's heard of it. <laughs> If you've heard of Port Aransas, you drive yep. through Ingleside to get to Port Aransas. Okay, so, right on. Right on. Dad owned the local hardware store, and I saw him go up and down, and he was my hero. And I saw him overcome a lot of things, and I think that's just really where it comes from is seeing it succeed, succeed. I'm also a big fan of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, there's a guy that failed, 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 and then succeeded. So I just think, you know, um, God doesn't give us anything we can't handle. 
And uh, there's always, as long as you keep. Yeah, but he damn sure likes to test a hell test that theory a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes there's, that's, that's not saying I didn't want to run screaming at some point. <laughs> you know, and, and everybody just wrecked their cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny, too funny. But, but I, I, I honestly think it just that, you know, what's gonna what's gonna work? I mean, we all fail. If you give up, you, you lose. And. You know, I've had my fair share of haters out there that have been jealous of things that we've done. That's okay, fine, whatever. Well, that's how you know you get hit some sort of a level of success is when the haters show up. You know, uh, I love this this tenacity, this gumption. You know, and I, and I love you giving props to your mom and dad. But there's been it had to be times when you're sitting on the road, you're doing all this stuff, and you're like, holy shit, I'm stacked up against it. How do you keep taking one step forward? I mean, how do you keep pushing through? Because I know. You know, for me, I wasn't prepared for the ups and downs of business, right? You know, I kind of had in my head that it was going to be this slow, gradual upswing, always an upswing. And I wasn't planning that it was going to mimic my sales career of crushing it. Oh, shit, how do I pay the bills? Crushing it, you know, um, all the way through. How did you keep taking a step forward? Man, I would just look at what I knew that I was planting seeds or planting trees, as I like to say. And I knew that stuff would grow over time. So I, <clears throat> for one thing, I, I really leaned back. I got rid of a lot of uh, frivolous expenses. Um, I spent a lot of time just focused at night. I might put a movie on in the house or wherever I'm at, but I would be working, just cranking out stuff. Just, um, I, I hate to say this, but it's kind of like the Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk hustle, you know, <laughs> you know, reaching out to people and, and doing the things that others weren't willing to do. Right. And that's, you know, and then just being honest and just talking with people and, and, you know, I would go up, it was funny. I'd, I'd walk into a bank to meet with a bank president with a, a student of mine and the guys, the, my students like was 50 and I'm, this was, I'm 30, I was 33 at the time. And the guy would go up and say to my friend, Jim, Oh, Hey, Mr. Carson. And Jim was like, no, I'm not Mr. Carson. This is the president that you need to talk to. <laughs> and the 70 year old guys look at me like, what the hell are you? And I got them, you know, I got my hair a little bit longer than it usually is, but what do you know? I was like, well, I know you got 48 million in bad debt and you need 90 days. It's all 90 days. I just crank and they're like, uh, okay, come with me. And we'd walk into the, the bank office and then there'd be a table, nothing but loan files stacked to the ceilings. So I knew I would, I would celebrate the little wins a lot of the times to help me out with that. So there was kind of a long story to a short or a short answer to a long story, but is I just would always try to focus on little wins, little victories and knew that I was getting better. Yeah. I would get kicked in the teeth or kicked in the huevos. Um, but I always just like, I know I'll find a way I'll make it happen. You know, entrepreneurship is not a straight and narrow road. It's windy and you got to backtrack, but I just, I just, I don't know. I just had faith that something would fall in because I knew I was busting my ass. Um, about that time I, um, I, I got introduced to a book called Think and Grow Rich, yep, Three yep. Feet from Gold. It's a yep, second, yep. it's a kind of update with that. My buddy, Greg Reed, actually I got a chance to meet Greg. He's now a mentor of mine. I read that book. I was like, okay, just keep going. Just keep going. I'm seeing little victories. I'm seeing a little bit of smoke. I'm getting a little bit of traction. It just takes time to go and, and celebrate the little thing. And I, I honestly, I think I had patience more than anything else. It's not yeah, everybody has patience. You know, I think that's, that's what I had to find for me was um, because I love Think and Grow Rich. It's one of the books I grew up on, but, but, that three foot from gold, I used it, but for me, I started embracing the phrase is this is that moment. And what I kept telling myself over and over again is, you know, is this is that time, this is that moment when you read about it in the books, you see it in the movies, you know, you hear that they can just hold on through this shit. 
if they can just hold on long enough, it's all going to break loose. And that kind of became my rallying cry for a, a lot of my journey as I was trying to figure out what this whole idea of business, being a business owner meant. For you, how hard was that transition going from the employee to business owner? Man, it's hard because freedom can strangle you. You know how I know you're not bullshitting? Because you actually said the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not having a boss to look yeah. over your shoulder and tell you exactly what to do and knowing that you got a paycheck coming in each week. And then that's the trick is, is that's the switch is nobody's telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I had failed uh, in 2002. I tried to go out and be an entrepreneurship and try to do some insurance sales and investment stuff and, and failed miserably. And so that helped me that six month stretch 10 years before really it was the precursor to me doing and going out on my own again, 10 years later, like, okay, I can't re- do what I did 10 years ago. I've got to do the most productive thing at any given moment. And I've got to, as best I can learn to delegate. Now that's, that's easier said than done. Obviously yes, it is. Um, but a, a mentor of mine uh, taught me something about uh, having a big rocks philosophy you know, we all have things we need to do from paperwork to send an email blast to marketing or whatever. We're all doing a variety of things. Uh, and we all have to-do lists. Well, to-do lists a lot of times can really trip us up because we put all these things on here and we check off the easy things because we want to do the, the path of least resistance. But at the end of the day, you still got three or four big things that you didn't get to, but you've wasted all this time with little shit. Right. So I, I'm a big proponent of, okay, what are the two or three big things I have to get done today and start with those first and then everything else will fit in around the cracks of, of those bigger rocks. Now, I love that I had a mentor, similar story, but he told me when I was first getting into sales, he's like, Donnie, look, you want to win in the sales game? Go sell first, then do all the other bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Start every day off with the most difficult sales behaviors you have. If it's cold calling, go cold call. If it's kicking in doors, go kick in doors. If it's, you know, getting to a networking event, whatever, go do the business development, the sales activities first, then do your follow-ups with all your clients and all the other bullshit. But go do the things. So it's the same philosophy. And it's proved very well in my business carrying over those, that same philosophy. I love this idea of big rocks because as a business owner, man, you get a lot of moving parts and a lot of things coming at you all the time. And, you know, a lot of times you're the only guy that can make the call. You know, and everybody else is waiting on you to make that particular choice or decision. You know, how much has that weighed on you over the years, knowing that you have others' lives and everything in the palm of your hand? Um, it, it weighs on me because I know that I support a lot of people with our industry. I mean, I've got staff, you know, I've got VAs. We have vendors that were their, their biggest referrer of new business each each year. Um, I'm sorry That's not that. me calling. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> for once that wasn't one of his sound toys no it wasn't. So, um but the thing to keep in mind is you know when you just keep doing what you do keep cranking out you know you realize that you keep busting your butt forward um you know i, I you, you you try to one of the biggest things is talking and really working with your staff or the people you support too and getting on the same page with them and see what drives them because then it, it makes it easier for you to motivate them to help you out and really kind of all be working towards the same goals. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. And so I, I've always been a big of uh, reaching out to our vendors and, and staff that we work with on a regular basis and say, okay, here's the way we're going. How can we assist you and how can you assist us? And it makes things a, a whole lot easier because then um, 
you're rowing the boat in the same direction and, and mutual beneficial. Yeah, you know, I'm really big advocate of having a huge vision for your business, where you're going, what you're trying to accomplish. For you and your company, having a vision of some sort is is it something you had and you've held since you started your company, or is it something that's evolved over time to what you're doing to impact the world and whatnot? You know, visions are a great thing. Um, and it's always good to have goals. I'm a big proponent. I'm, I'm sitting goal writing each year and, and, and kind of knowing where I want to go. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of planning five years or 10 years out because things so much can change. I think the most you can really plan out is, is really 12 to maybe 36 months. Um, I, I think you're going to have the most impact in the next 90 days. And that 90 day mm -hmm. impact, if you really do hit things hard, can help 12 months from now. So that's, that's kind of where I look at what's, what's going on 12 months, where we look at what's the market looking like. Um, I, I'm <clears throat> with what we do in debt buying, I'm constantly looking at small factors like what foreclosure rates are taking place in a market or, uh, increased in sales or the foreclosure timeframes are different. So I'm, I'm looking at a lot of these geographic figure, um, numbers and things like that. And then that helps me determine my move in 90 days or where I need to work to toward to get where I need to be. And that helps me with longer term goals. And, um, just communicating that I mean, you got to write stuff down, but besides writing just a goal down, you need to share it with your staff with the people, the most important to you so that they can help hold you accountable, but also help uh, push you in that right direction too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's been a while for me because I've never been a goal setter. It's not my thing. I'm, I'm all, give me a vision. Let's create small milestones and let's get after it because goals are just setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> this cold is going to kick my ass. But but as you've gone along, how did you learn to only plan 90 days out? I mean, that's that's a tight, tight timeline. It's just <clears throat> that comes from being the old mortgage broker, being an old banker, because they're always looking on a quarterly basis. So that's, you know, what you do today and now will be basically close a business, be closed business in 90 days. So that's just come from all the sales training that I've done over the years when I was a, a, a uh, worked with Enterprise, rent a car right out of college <laughs> in a rent a wreck. Um, being the number one sales guy for Verizon Wireless in all of Texas was a 90-day kind of thing. And then moving into the financial services arena and the mortgage side where it's 30 days, 30 days. But it's just what you're doing today is probably going to take 90 days to close. So that's where it came to. And as Donnie's over there uh, hacking up a lung, God bless. we got to hope that he's healthy in 90 days. Right, right. I may not make it 90 days. Holy hell. Um I gave a huge speech this week down in San Antonio and I didn't sleep well while I was out there and it's all catching up to me. I mean, I had a slight cold before I went out there, but now I've got a huge cold that's just kicking my ass. Yeah. The temperature changes and all the pollen air. What I found it works out uh, well a lot of times if you go find some uh, local honey. Yeah. <laughs> and consume a lot of local honey if you like that. <laughs> so I have a lot of healers that listen to my show. And so I've got tea concoctions coming out of my ass. Um, <laughs> so I'm talking, I've got, got people telling me to drink green tea with apple cider vinegar, honey, lemon over the top, sprinkling some fucking salt. And dude, I'm like creating witch's brews over here and shit. Um, <laughs> it's almost Halloween. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's, it's, it's amazing what, what, what people will get you to do. But some of it's working. And so is the over-the-counter shit sometimes. <laughs> My wife used to tell me, take your ass to the damn doctor. I'm like, look, all he's going to do is hand me pills and shoot me in the ass. Uh -huh. uh, I can get really, really drunk and beat most of this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
there are some people though that would look at you and say planning out your business every 90 days is a bad move for your business what would you say to them if they said that i would first of all i'd ask them what how they planned because having no plan is planning to fail is the way i've always looked at things in 90 days doesn't mean i'm gonna hit it but it's, it's it allows for me to plan things out ahead of time like events that we're going i mean I, I, in, in front of me right now i've got two big year-long calendars all right i've got the rest of this i've got this year and then i have already next year and if you sit around and don't plan things will sneak up on you and then you're having to act in a defensive i want to try to plan out as much as i can in advance like i already got stuff booked for june and july and august of next year but I have to start prepping out 90 days before that to help market those things effectively or to get right. those closed. So I think, I mean, quarterly basis, it, it, we do a couple of things. One, we, we don't do month to month. I think that's too small, but 90 days we look at numbers and that allows us to then adjust our goals. Do we need to increase it? Do we need to de decrease it versus waiting until the end of the year? Like a lot of people are like, now like, Oh my God, it's October. I haven't done anything. Well, it's too late now right. to do that. So, I mean, setting up all these processes, planning and everything else, did that come naturally to you? Or did you learn this? I had, I had to be taught it and learn it. I mean, I failed a lot of times. I mean, one of the big things that's, <clears throat> if you're going from an, uh, an employee to an entrepreneur aspect is time blocking is one of the most critical mm -hmm. factors. You know, it's the big rocks thing, setting away the time to do the big rocks first and then fill everything around it. Um, uh, you had, I had to get, one of the things that was most productive is I had to turn off my social media. Yeah. You know, one of the things I had to, I, I, I was a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan. I had to stop watching his Ask Gary V show every hour of every day. That was an hour I would lose when I could have been marketing. I was, I was making somebody else famous versus making myself good. So. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of my problem early on. You know, because I'm not a planner. I've had to learn it. And podcasting is really what taught me processes. <laughs> and this coughing is going to kill me. Give me a second. My editor's going to fucking love me. We're going to call this the hacked up lung episode. God damn. All right, dude. Oh, fuck me. One second, be right back. Yeah, no problem. glad this happened with you and not somebody important <laughs> oh. justin sorry brother you're gonna have to edit the fuck out of this one. Oh, holy right. hell um all right i think i'm alive again yep. uh, i left half my lung in the bathroom but but yeah, <clears throat> we're good well but i know i wasn't a process person right i didn't 
like processes. Podcasting actually taught me a lot about how to put all these processes together because when you're dealing with some big name guests, not like you, I mean, like some real guests. Um, <laughs> Love you, mean it. Um, but you're dealing with with all these different people and their schedules and their people. We couldn't be a shit show, you know, like Rachel's show. Um, but we had to literally, you know, put process and systems in place. And when I started doing that, I learned, oh, holy shit, if I did this for my business, what would happen? Where did you start learning the processes and stuff for your business? And my coughing is contagious. He caught it. <laughs> so I, I have to, you know, I've always been big on time blocking. I, 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 it was some one thing I did because I used to reach out to, and make 50 to 100 cold calls to banks on a daily basis, three days a week. So that's been helpful to time block that. I kind of learned that from just, hey, when were they available and what was the best times that I had to be successful. But I will agree, uh, doing a podcast and having guests on using Calendly or scheduling app was one of the first things putting questions into that so that people ask it so you don't have to search all over kingdom come yep for a bio or a headshot or hashtags that has helped out tremendously we've even used uh that when i did a, a three-day online summit we just had the speaker i just sent them the link and the speakers picked their time slot versus me having to try to track them down oh that's smart yeah and so you know they had to put their you know their title in there and then the link to their slides and any bonuses so it was all in one spot but just using things that you can do once and then they can repeat is one of the most valuable things you can do, you know, using right. buffer to do your social media posting, you know, spending an hour or two hours a week on that versus trying to do it as you go. It, it'll never happen to do it as you go. But if you do it consistently an hour on Saturday or Sunday night to set up your week, it makes you look that much more bigger than you may be. Even if you're a, if you're a one man band or a, hundred people having that consistent content is that same type of consistent prospecting, consistent marketing, you know, closing sales. As long as you're being consistent on a regular basis, you'll build momentum and then close more stuff in the long run versus trying to do it as you go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, for my business development side of things is the sales side was always easy. It was the delivery of everything afterwards that I had to learn. <laughs> because as a sales guy, you just go close and somebody else would clean it up. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn all those processes and I'm going to die again. Hold on. I'm allergic to you, Scott. That's what the girls say. <laughs> you know, so what's probably been the most profound thing you've learned on this journey? I mean, what, what do you think, what have you discovered about Scott Carson that you, you didn't know before you did this? Are you talking entrepreneurship or podcast insider? Both. Both. <clears throat> oh man. Um, I am not perfect. I will tell you that. Uh, and the more you can admit that uh, to people when you, when things go wrong or if you goof up, the easier it'll be. But the big thing is say, hey, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to make this right. You know, that's the, that's the one thing that I think is set myself apart. I mean, I've had deals that go south before. I've mean, got some deals right now that are going south, but we're working to take care of those people. We've always taken care of our investors and, and, work, and taking care of our clients. Like, oh, I screwed up. Let me get this fixed for you. You know, I, I, oh, let's make it better. Let's go above and beyond what we can and just have a heart and realize um, people are going to screw up as well, too. You know, you don't know what kind of drama somebody's going through. 
um, whether they're hacking up a lung like Donnie is or right. they're dealing with difficulties at home, you know, have some empathy. Um, we, I deal a lot with that when we're dealing with these distressed borrowers. You know, everybody's going through drama, so just trying to figure out what that is and then, you know, just have some empathy and talk with them. As far as the podcasting side, the biggest surprise has just been the overwhelming community that's built out of it. You know, you've got a great community, success champions, and your, your Facebook group and everything you're doing. We do, do the same thing here. Uh, I mean, we've got listeners all across the world, and I'm surprised because I did something that was kind of interesting. I, I did an episode, hey, if you're an international listener and you want to send us a flag, I'd love to have it. And so we've got, we got like 45 different flags from listeners internationally coming into the office occasionally. Brazil. Oh, that's about us. And so it was kind of cool, you know. Um, but you never know who you're, <clears throat> you never know who you're, who's listening out there. And so instead of it being overwhelming, try to talk to everybody. I think the most powerful thing is say, listen, it's like it's that same, same tale. Instead of having a one-on-one conversation, imagine who your listener is and like you're having a conversation with them. And yeah. people, people will appreciate that. Yeah, one of the interesting things I learned along those lines is whenever somebody asks you a question, especially on social space, it's never really about answering that question for the individual. It's everybody else who's watching, right? And seeing how you answer that. I've picked up more business over the years by answering a question, you know, in depth for somebody and somebody else who read my response reached out and said, Hey, I really appreciate how you took the time to answer that question. You know, I think we should do some business together. Um, you know, so, so I love this whole idea though, the flags across the world. Now you've got me making a note to tell my team, Hey, we're going to see if we can beat Scott Carson with a number of flags in the office. Um, cause damn it. I know I'm in more countries. <laughs> Um, holy Lord. So I don't ever really like talking about the real estate side of things. There's too much crap out there in the marketplace. Go YouTube it. Follow Scott, 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 go follow Scott and all his shit. He'll teach you all the real estate stuff. But I am curious where you think all this is going to be taking you. I mean, is it real estate for the, for the rest of the journey? Are you going to run for president? Are you, <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Um, Our man. <clears throat> so I think we'll always be in some sort of real estate stuff. I, I, I mean, I own a lot of real estates across the, across the country right now. Um, we are launching um, kind of a podcast production staff mm. here locally um, with what we do, because we've got such a great team and, and working with our vendors that do that. We've actually going to be adding that to our uh, genre and kind of building more the, the media side of things out with, with networks and um, some other stuff with the podcasting side of things, I think is where we're going. And it's kind of funny. I studied mass media in college and then changed the business when I, I transferred to universities. And it's funny coming back to that old college radio DJ when I was a freshman and wanting to be the next Dan Patrick on SportsCenter. <laughs> da, 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 da. So that's where I think I, I see ourselves going more that way. It's a kind of, you know, things are falling in our lap that are surprising that are leading us down that direction. I mean, I, I think I'll always have a toe or a foot or a whole leg in the real estate side of things just because I'm an expert at it and I'd be silly to kill the golden goose to do anything like that. And, you know, with us hitting 500 episodes on the Note Closer show, I've challenged myself to get to 1,000 episodes. Nice. But, um, you know, I, 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 don't, <clears throat> I don't see myself running for office. I just see myself being a normal guy and showing up to work one day at a time and really trying to share our message and help others out because I'm, I'm a big believer in servant leadership. And if you can help and make those around you and people you come in contact successful, you naturally will rise to the top as well. Yeah, agreed, agreed. You know, it's 
it's pretty cool because I got to watch your journey now for a few months that we've known each other and watch what you do. And you show up the same way every damn time, which is not something you see every day, um, which, which is pretty cool to sit in the cheap seats and, and watch your story unfold. Um, as, as you've gone through all of this and you continue to climb, um, and you continue to build your story, I mean, one of the things that I know, the question's coming, but the, one of the things that I know is everything I've been through has set me and prepared me for the moment I'm in now. As you've gone through your journey, have you found the same thing as, you know, when you look back on, on your business and career is, is it feel like that you were meant to go through that, whether it was great or bad shit that you went through? Oh, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. A hundred percent. It makes this, you can't have the, 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 the juice or the, the fruit is much sweeter when it's squeezed as they right. say, <laughs> you know, um, you, you, I think, and you can't trust, especially right now, over the last five or six years, we see that a lot in this real estate. You have realtors, mortgage brokers, everybody wants to be a fix and flipper. When the market goes up, when it's good, everybody can make money when it's going up. But when the market goes down and things happen, that's where you separate the pretenders from the real players. Mm. And I think you've got to go through a few down cycles to grow into that future person. You know, you've got, uh, if you want to go from zero to a hundred, you've got to grow into a hundred thousand mindset, but going to a million dollars, you've got to change your mindset. Then that makes me want to peaks, but it won't stay there if you're not mentally strong or mentally developed to grow into that aspect. So you've got to constantly be preparing your mind and working through things and you're going to have hiccups. I mean, we, we are going through a, a bit of a, a thing right now we've got some trolls that are just bashing us online and a variety of things and it's 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 been a, a bit of a difficult time the last month but i'm like okay you got i got 15 people that are bashing me right now out of how many people out there and i think that's a big thing i think entrepreneurs need to realize is that we will often with our marketing we'll focus on the the one or two bad people that bash us versus the hundreds of people that love us right and so I like to put one of the biggest things that's helped me more and is, is getting to me to help me get through a little bit of a, a tough period to get to where we want to be is a, is a rule called the 33 rule. And you got to realize everybody out there, no matter what you're doing, there's basically three pockets of people, three categories. 33% of people are the people that love you, your friends, your family. They're going to support you through thick and thin. You have another pocket of 33% of people are going to hate you no matter what you do. These are the people that when they start seeing success, they'll be quiet, but see you trip, they're going to jump on you like a, and kick a, a horse when it's down. So what you have to focus on is the 33% of people that love you and that middle 33%. Forget the people out here that hate you because they're going to hate you no matter what your skin right. color is, your sex, age, what clothes you wear, they're just going to hate you no matter what because they have a dark hole for a soul. So if you can focus on that middle and the people that love you, you'll be a lot happier. You have to realize you're not going to make everybody happy. That was a big learning point that I can't make everybody happy, but I can make those, those that I can make happy is others I have to focus on. And that will get you through to the next step. That'll get you through the aspect of things. And so, yeah, I know what uh, things we're dealing with can make me stronger. It's uh, helped me identify true friends and people that have reached out to support me and know that we're, hey, we're doing the right thing and rocking and rolling and, and going from there. That's awesome. Yeah, your 33, 33 reminds me of the rule I heard, just a little bit different numbers in the 20, 60, 20. Yep. Yep. It's, it's the same principles, yep. but I always told people, you know, your sales happened in the 60. Don't worry about the bottom 20. Don't yep. go worry about the top 20. They'll take care of themselves. Just do the sales in that middle 60, and, and you'll be set yourself apart. You know, um, 
man, what a cool ride. It was just a fun, a lot of cool shit you've been through and done. Um, when you were a young buck coming up in school and everything else, did you see yourself here? Mm-mm. I, uh, like I said, I thought I'd be a, a sports anchor and that's what I thought I would do. Well, when I was a really young kid, I wanted to have coast to coast hardware store franchises because that's what my dad, no, what dad did. was doing. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <clears throat> but no, I, uh, I thought I'd be a sportscaster or a journalist of some sort and podcasting has allowed me to itch that itch for the most part. Um, you, you know, I look back and think, uh, cause I'm 42 right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I like to measure things our first 21 years. I think we're learning how to get through that middle 21. You're kind of figuring out what the next 21 holds for me. I don't know. You know, I think it's gonna be good. I think I'm gonna excel at no matter what's thrown my way. Uh, I'm gonna get my teeth kicked in a little bit here, but we're gonna overcome things and, and, and really rock out. And I can only be Scott Carson. And I, that's all I need to try to be is be Scott Carson on a daily basis and show up and continue to give and, um, you know, karma is a bitch, but it's also a great thing too. When you get, you put a lot of good karma out there for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's do this, Ben, since I'm half dying and we've gotten a lot of great content out of there. Um, you know, let's wrap this thing up with a great way. I like to wrap up every show, but I do stump some people on this. So stand by for this. Hang on a second. <laughs> guys if you listen to his show it is done that way all the way through it's freaking awesome now, but if you were going to leave the success champions who listen to this show 100 and i think 83 countries right now nice i'm just saying that to brag to tell you i got more that's countries. double my number yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's totally what that was um uh don't worry it's really tiny i just had to whip it out but um uh if you were to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it. What's that quote or phrase you would say, remember this? Oh, that's really, really simple. It's my favorite quote. It was on my email signature for a long time. It's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail why because that's uh, you're gonna we are all gonna chart our own path of some sort all right that's my biggest thing is yes you can follow in other people's footprints to get you that but at some point you're gonna strike out on your own and there's gonna be things that you do so go out you know don't tread in other people's path but really go out and leave a path leave a trail for people to find that success whether that success might be for you that's awesome, brother. Well, dude, I appreciate the hell out of this. How do people get in touch with you? How do they find you? How do they spam you? All that stuff. Really easy. They can just go to my website, weclosenotes.com, or just check out the Note Closer Show podcast, anywhere that podcasts are out there. Uh, but weclosenotes.com, and my email is scott at weclosenotes.com. So easy awesome. to find. Awesome. Guys, go check out this podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's not just real estate. It's all kinds of people from all over. I don't even think we talked about real estate when I was on there. So now uh, that's, that's the beautiful thing is we kind of mix in entrepreneurship and business and other aspects of being you know in, in real estate. So it adds a lot of different crossovers and other things as well. But hey, guys, do Donnie a favor. I mean, he may be in 183 countries, but he would love to have you go over and subscribe and leave a five star review for him out there. So do that. And uh Trust me, he'll love you for it. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. All right, guys, y'all keep rocking and rolling. Scott, thanks for doing this. Go blow some shit up, make some noise, and chase your freaking dreams.
freaking cool episode what a good guy um thanks for surviving through that with me there was a couple of coughing breaks in there but we got them all figured out um and you gotta tell me his whiz bang gizmo gadgets aren't fun so but check him out at that note closer show it's a good show great content and a lot of good stuff there and you know do me a favor if you got any value out of this whatsoever go leave me a, a, a review share this out with somebody i really appreciate it because it does a lot to help me find other people who need to hear these words this wisdom and everything else then come hang us out come hang out with us in the success champions group on facebook we're always talking shop business and we're helping people go for it on a regular basis thanks guys for always tuning in keep rocking keep kicking ass and uh, we'll catch you next time Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.